Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Blockbuster versus local video stores. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. This topic, we have a little story to tell. This topic is not the topic that was presented to us. Yes, James Chenault. Hi, James. Hello, James. Suggested blockbuster video versus Hollywood video. To which you said, <laughs> to which I said, uh, I don't know what Hollywood video is. To which you said, no, 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 it's going to be great. And I went, Hal, we, we can't do a binary choice if I literally don't know what one of the two things is. And so we've changed it. We've amended it. Yes. I, I do want to touch but on it. Some- it is a fascinating story. You filled me in on, on what Hollywood video was. Yes. Which was basically. It was a competitor. It was, it was very similar. It was a much smaller competitor that. It was number two. Right. Number two to Blockbuster's number one. But what we're going to be discussing today is Blockbuster video versus local, like, homegrown video stores. Which is, which is an interesting, uh, I think it's going to bring up things that can be said about a lot of big industries. Yes. Whether it's grocery stores or bookshops or mm-hmm. in this case, Blockbuster versus small and local. Generally, I'm a person that I try to go local. Mm-hmm. Um, like I would tend to want to err on the side of visiting my local place that is owned within the community, run by people in the community, maybe has some, you know, different thing, but the prices might be more expensive, but it might have other things that I can't get at the big chain version. Right. Now I'm just speaking generally as far as a chain store versus a local store goes. Sure. And in that regard, I am generally going to air on the side of a local business or try to if I can. You're a shop local guy. I'd like to be. I don't always. There are a lot of days when I'm like, oh, screw it. If I go to Target, I only have to stop once. Exactly. But you know what I a, mean? There is a convenience to things. This At this point, I just want to touch briefly before we get to local video stores mm-hmm. about Blockbuster and Hollywood. Hollywood was the number two company behind Blockbuster. Okay. And there was a lawsuit in 1995 uh, mm. Some employees of Blockbuster went to work at Hollywood Video, mm. and Blockbuster sued Hollywood Video for $10 million, saying that <laughs> they had hired these people away to try and get some of Blockbuster's trade secrets. I have no idea what those secrets could have been. How many possibly. people are we talking here? It was not a, that many people. Because if it was like a half a dozen people, and they all went and they got jobs from Blockbuster over to Hollywood Video and Hollywood, or even if it was 10 people. Yeah. And Blockbuster was like, those people are worth $10 million. Then those 10 people should have been like, oh, really, Blockbuster? Exactly. You've been paying me minimum wage this whole time, but I'm worth $1 million to you. And they may have been up in the corporate structure, but even then, right. if you have a, if you are not getting your. Oh, it was, oh, it was not like line I, level. It was like, it was I'm like CEO sure. level they, they stole. But either way, you could, I, I mean, if it's a, at a higher level, you would think they would have the presence of mind to say you can't. Part of your contract is yeah, you, you can't, can't give away trade your secrets secret. when you go somewhere else. I guess I don't know why in my mind. I just assume blockbuster employee, but like three line level, people? yeah, like the checkout yeah. person. Like, how are they going to give away <laughs> trade secrets? So this is 1995. Mm-hmm. Flash forward to 2005. Hollywood Video is is not doing well. Blockbuster mm-hmm. attempts a hostile takeover. 
Hollywood winds up selling itself to the number three competitor who snaps which is them movie up, gallery which is movie we gallery. did i think have a movie gallery somewhere we may have had a that was, Hollywood so that video was number three i just never you just never went there yeah everything was blockbuster generally you would go to blockbuster over hollywood first of all blockbuster versus hollywood video blockbuster. more blockbusters hollywood video felt like a pale imitation of blockbuster it's blockbuster mm-hmm. so so they sell themselves this is in 2005 five years after this hollywood videos out of business one year after that Blockbuster's out of business. So why all the hullabaloo? It's crazy. It blows my mind. I sent you like texts that when I typed them in didn't seem as long as they did when I received it. Yeah. I, I felt bad immediately, but I also just wanted to get ding, all this ding, out. Ding, 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 ding. There goes my phone again. It was. Well, at least you did it in the afternoon. It's just crazy to me to think about the battle that took place. Mm-hmm. But five years before the industry basically was wiped out by Netflix, mm-hmm. who, you know, and that's like Blockbuster's folly that Netflix offered themselves to Blockbuster for purchase. Mm-hmm. Blockbuster's like, this is never going to work. And by the time they tried to pivot, it was too late and they, they missed out on everything. Yeah. Most forward thinking of them was Netflix because I remember, you know, as Blockbuster's still around, right? That DVDs, you started doing the, the, the mail order DVDs coming in. And, uh, and you could get, I was like, what is this thing? It's like Columbia House for DVDs. And I, yeah. I don't know. It's a, you get it. It comes in in a couple of days. You get your DVD, then you send it back. And, uh, and it was a cool idea. And then I saw an interview with the CEO it was later, years later. And he yeah. was talking about when they were introducing their online subscription service. And someone asked him, they're like, wait, w- but what about the DVDs? And he said, guys, our business is not called DVDs by mail. It's called Netflix. The DVDs were always just going to be a stopgap measure. Yeah. That was just to get our name out there until we could launch the actual online video thing. The company predated the technology, but they knew the technology was coming. I feel like Blockbuster is like the coal mines of the entertainment industry yeah. going, no, 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 guys, rent DVDs, get videos, get, get videos and DVDs. And everyone else in the world is saying... That's not where the future is. Yeah, I mean, Netflix was a disruptor for sure. They came in yeah. and said, "We're going to change the way everybody's doing everything. Um, we're going to do it efficiently because mm-hmm. other people are trying to do the same thing." And now there's stuff like but they even did the fact that they did it before the technology existed, sure, and figured out a stopgap to get their name out there is crazy it's to me. Brilliant, it's brilliant business. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about what's good about Blockbuster, right? Yeah. Blockbuster took. What was working well at a local level, and there were local chain. There was Movies Unlimited uh, in mm-hmm. the Philadelphia area, which I think was Philadelphia, New Jersey, New York. Right, and they they operated not only a big store that I always enjoyed, like walking through the maze of, which we'll talk about later, but uh, catalog. Like if you at that point, it was catalog. You would order from a catalog and mm-hmm. get the videos brought in. Oh, really? Rent. Uh, if they didn't have it in the store, Blockbuster had everything all the time, and it was family friendly. It didn't have that room. That you had to worry about your little boy or girl, your young child wandering into. Yeah, past the curtain. To all of a sudden see a version of Zorro that we're going to talk about next week. <laughs> um, let me uh, let me ask you this. Yeah. Did you ever walk past that section in your local? Because I know I've mentioned one of the movies from walking past that section at my local. I know I mentioned one of the movies because somebody found the poster for it. Uh-huh. But this was in the 80s at a time when... I was a kid in the 80s at a time when... For anybody that doesn't know, we're talking about the porno section. Um, yes. There was always like parody names. And I just remember the first two that I saw the poster for, and it was hilarious. Uh, regarding Heine <laughs> and Crocodile Blondie. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I saw one for a movie called Bitanic. <laughs> 
Oh, that's so good. But, you know, as time went by, mm-hmm. the family aspect of Blockbuster became a big deal because you would go to a local store. Yeah. There was a local video store not far from the house my parents have that I would say the front third of it was general rentals that anybody could walk around in. And then the back back end was all adult, you know, the back two thirds was all adult content. So really it was like, it almost felt like a speakeasy. Like you're not there to rent the last unicorn. Right. You're there to rent the last uniporn. Which, no. is, which is a couple shots. Yeah, I guess away. I never really thought about the fact that those, cause I never went in them cause they, by the time I, you know, was a teenager, like mm-hmm. it, everything was blockbuster and right. gemstone video, which was my local shout out to gemstone was amazing. And I'm not certain they had, like if they did, maybe it was, it was, was it gemstone that I just, I was so little when I like walked past these pose, these two posters and was like, Oh, those are pretty funny. I don't remember if it was at Gemstone, but I, I remember that if there was one, it was not large. I always, but I do know that I have seen like the video stores where you're like, that, well, this is a giant colorful room in the back with, yeah. what is happening back there? And why did my high school teacher just come out of there? Yeah. And why is he, why is he covering his yeah. face with his hand? <laughs> hey, Mr. Simpson. <laughs> uh, 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 how? Hey, uh, Sorry, I was just running out of the last unicorn. Oh, I think you're in the wrong room. I have all the copies of it right here. Oh, uh, okay. I guess I'll just take yours up to the... Co- oh, God, they got switched. <laughs> um, Yeah, that's... You know what? That's a really good point. Like, And also, as, along with Blockbuster being family-friendly, which mm-hmm. was great, I think two big things that it had going for it. As a person who loves movies mm-hmm. but does not like being talked down to... About movies. Right. Blockbuster was the movie store for movie fans. Right. And like fans of movies. And the local video store was the place for fans of movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. And it was, it could be intimidating going into a local because like you would have the guy behind the counter who would roll your eyes at whatever you selected. Or if you asked for something popular, it would be like, no, it's out. Which leads me to my other thing that I think Blockbuster has over a local is that they were never out. I remember toward that, like, yeah. nowadays, rare. it's unfathomable. Uh, now I, now I sound like such an old man. I'm like, all right, all you younger millennials out there, take it from a zennial. There was a time when a movie came out, a new movie came out to rent on Friday, right? Was it Friday or Tuesdays that they came out? Tuesdays. A new movie would come out to rent, but we would always rent them on Fridays because it would be like a weekend thing. Yeah. Whatever the new movie that came out to rent was, let's say you want to get Jurassic Park. If you go to your video store and someone has rented Jurassic Park, you don't get to watch Jurassic Park. That's right. The idea of running the movie running out. Mm-hmm. Now with digital copies, everything is infinitely repeatable and streamable but yeah like you you just didn't get to watch that movie you had to go get a, your second choice yeah but blockbuster what they would do brilliantly in my neighborhood and it was one of the reasons i think that their movie selection was not as dense was they would take an entire wall and the whole wall would be copies of jurassic park and right. you'd walk up to the wall and you'd look and you'd see if the wall was flush or you'd see if there was one that was sticking out a little bit that meant it had a vhs copy of the movie behind it yep yeah yeah so that was a, another benefit of blockbuster i will say the porn room the uh smug employees and the not always having a movie that you want mm-hmm. 
I feel like that's the list of cons, and it's very short. Uh, I feel like a local video store has way more pros than cons. I also think my experience has been that in a that a blockbuster is way more uh, there from a merchandising standpoint. Mm-hmm. Your ability to and just the way that the stores are put together, it's way easier to find what you need. You mm-hmm. start the new releases are around the border of the store. Mm-hmm. They go from A to Z. Then each aisle, you know, you have your sections. Almost every home video store I went to that was a local store mm-hmm. was like a maze. And you weren't quite sure where you were looking or what you were looking yeah. for where. Is that a, are you saying that's a bad thing or a good I'm thing? I'm saying that's a con. I, I don't, I want oh, okay. to be, I, for Blockbuster, it's a pro. I want to be able to go. You in. want a user interface. Yeah. A lot is. of, t- look, there are times where you go in and you don't know what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And I remember Jennifer and I in the early days of our dating. In like 2005, 2006, we would go to Blockbuster to pick movies and just be walking around and we'd see who got what. And that was enjoyable. But I also felt a sense that I knew where to look. If I was feeling like a comedy, I knew where to go Mm -hmm. as opposed to sort of being lost. And then for new releases, we might find a movie that was new that we weren't really aware of just by walking around the wall. That was like the way you did it. You went – all the yeah, way around, walk once, around the wall. And then you look in the aisles to see, oh, maybe I want to watch something a little older, watch something again. And that is a huge plus. They really did. One of the great things about a Target uh, or a Walmart is that they're laid out pretty much the same. You yeah. know where to go to get the groceries. You know where the clothes are. You know where the toys are. They are similar to one another. It's like the same thing. By the way, I assume those are the three the sections that you go to in Target. Where? The- uh, groceries, clothing, and toys. I'll, I will go to that's groceries. That's kind of the, the that's, that's Clothing, the, the yeah, needs toys. of life. Uh, where else do I go? Actually, I love their cleaning products. I yeah, like cleaning yeah. products. Sure. My three places are. Sure. Uh, they got the good method stuff. Yeah. Toiletries, <laughs> cleaning products. <laughs> um, and I will look around the toys and videos, video games, but I won't buy anything. Oh, see, that's, I, I go straight to like board games, knickknacks. Yeah. Like <laughs> I love all that stuff. Like, you like all the practical stuff there. I go after the, I do the, pra- I get the practical stuff. Then I also go after the real garbage. I did buy a pork puppet at Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> there you go. So I don't always, although even that was like a measured. Did you like, stand right. in line at Galaxy's Edge to do like the whole droid thing? And no, all I'm that going stuff? on Sunday and I think I'm going to do it then. Go, go, early, we're, we're going to be there early, when the park early. opens. Go well before the park opens. Well before the park well opens. Well before. And when you get to the gate, run. Uh, because I found this out. Yeah. Galaxy's Edge, the park opened at eight o'clock in mm-hmm. the morning. Uh, on, yes, two days ago was the first day that it was without people. Well, now they without, board, without they the, have the boarding groups. Without the, yeah, without the, the, uh, yeah, reservations. the reservations. And it was at capacity at 820. Yes. I know. I know. Um, people were still getting in and out though. By the end of the day, even by midday, the wait, the wait for smugglers around, which is sort of how you figure it out, mm-hmm. was like 50 minutes. Oh, okay. But also, bad. but that's because they won't let people into that land. That's possible. We'll see. Look, anyway. if I, if I don't get it this anyway, time, I'll be, go be, time, anyone who's going to Disneyland soon, first of all, Galaxy's Edge is amazing. It is amazing. and wonderful. Yes. And I was very glad I uh, managed to sneak in. Um, <laughs> But the same day that we were there, the same day that you were there, yeah. When we went but to go see, uh, well, see we, we, uh, yeah, we saw we go see Magical Map, the one with the Mickey chasing a butthole on the map. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it was a lovely. Uh, the performers were all great. All right, the show Mickey's Magical Map, is, Mickey and the Magical Map, or Mickey's Magical Map. I don't I, remember. It might be Mickey and the Magical Map. I'm not sure. It's Mickey Mouse chasing 
a big black dot. It's the missing part of the map. He's the sorcerer's apprentice. He's the sorcerer's apprentice. He has a he has a map, and there's a there's a space on the map that is missing, which it shows up in the form of a little hole in the map that bounces around. And Hal referred to that show as uh, Mickey and the Magical Bouncing Butthole, and now it's all I can think about. It is. He's like, let me fill you up. Like it's everything's about. It just looks. It just looks like a butthole, and it's a lovely. It's a lovely family-friendly show. There's no inference, but you know, sometimes you get like an idea in your head. You're like, "This is kind of what it looks like," and then the whole show all seems Every, to bend yeah. to your will yeah. around that concept. <laughs> but Hal, we're not here to talk about buttholes. No, we're not. We're here to talk about video stores. Yeah, yeah. Blockbuster. When it first I do opened, like I do like that layout. I'm sorry to mean to interrupt. Go ahead. No, no. I was just saying before that there was like uh, West Coast Video was popular. That was like the big chain in the Philadelphia area. Mm-hmm. And is that where you're from? Oh yeah, I hadn't mentioned it. <laughs> oh, do you know the kind of food we like there, or about the sports? I'm happy to talk about it. If <laughs> no, you want to cool. just ditch let's talk about premise. the video stores. Uh, we'll do that as soon as we're done recording. I'm yeah. sure. It felt that at that point that felt like the big like oh this is the big juggernaut that's come in, mm-hmm. and then Blockbuster shows up and. West Coast Video disappeared. Yeah. I don't think we had West Coast Video. We had – it was Gemstone in my neighborhood. Um, I think we had a movie gallery. Mm-hmm. But it was – that always felt like a mom and pop to me, honestly. And we didn't gallery. have that. We um, didn't have movie gallery. Maybe it's – I'm not thinking movie gallery because all of – Gemstone felt like a mom and pop. That's my – from the time I was little, that was my neighborhood go-to, like, to the point where – and this is this is why I think – that for me that the local is going to win because mm-hmm. I don't remember much about my blockbuster. I don't remember much specificity. I do remember that like very specific. You walk around the outside and you look at all the new releases and the smaller movies, they'd have like one copy of mixed in with this big collection of all the big stuff. And then, you know, decent sized horror and comedy and all that. Yeah. But at a, at the local, it was. Like I knew the comedy section of my local video store. I knew where things were. I knew, like, I knew which video boxes were ripped. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. There were videos that I would rent. Brandon and I would go and rent um, moron movies, probably once a month. Mm-hmm. And he, the behind the counter, they'd look at us like you clowns. Um, there was something magical about that, about in general, I think there's something magical about walking around a video store and having all of this artwork tactile and in front of you. For some reason, I remember always being obsessed with, but never watching because I was scared as a kid. And also it just wasn't like gore and stuff. Wasn't really my genre, but I loved the visual of the horror section. All the boxes. All the boxes of horror. Like horror movies had the best cover art. I want to talk more about this, but mm-hmm. I also want to take a break. We're about halfway through. Okay. So let's take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and talk more about local movie places. Great. I listen to Reading Glasses because Bria and Mallory have great tips. You're a comics reader, and you want to use a library-connected app. You can try out Hoopla. I listen for the author interviews. I'm mad at myself that I waited as long as I did to start reading Joan Didion. They give me reading advice I didn't even know I needed. If you go in person to an event and go up to an author or a filmmaker or anybody and tell them what they you don't like about their work, you're a trash baby. I, look, I understand you didn't like Heroes Season 3. That's fine. I, like, <laughs> I don't actually need to know that information. 
I'm Bria Grant. And I'm Mallory O'Mara. We're Reading Glasses, and we solve all your bookish problems every Thursday on Maximum Fun. Welcome back to WKEP at night. Up next, looks like we've got a PSA from local forest ranger Duck Newton. Do I start now or? Yeah, I lean in, Duck. Yeah, sorry. Um, okay, I, I wanted to address the unfortunate situation that. Okay, listen, two people, good people that I and a lot of y'all have known our whole lives are dead, torn to shreds. A by, savage, uh, bloodthirsty beast that defies human comprehension. If you'd like to know more, stop by the Cryptonomica, Kepler's premier museum of the macabre. Just off highway. Come, come on, we just wanted to warn y'all to to beg you. If you see one of those things out in the forest, don't fight. Don't scream. Run. Run as far as you can. Doc, it's almost midnight. Listen, folks. If you see anything, please go to thelamplighter.org and let us know. And get behind a locked door tonight. Anything else we need to... Oh, they're leaving. Okay, well, that's thelamplighter.org. And stay safe out there, Kepler. Okay, so you were talking about the horror films. Mm -hmm. And that leads me to one of the things. So... Blockbuster, for all of its pros, it has a very sterile, yeah, everything branded towards mm-hmm. Blockbuster. All the signs look like Blockbuster signs. When you go to a local place, there are sometimes handwritten, like one of the kids does art. Mm-hmm. So it's like the horror feels like horror. The comedy feels like comedy. The drama, the classics, there's a personality to to that the advertising. Right. There's a – was it New Art? The New Art is one of the great – or Cinephile. Which one's the theater? There's a theater and there's New a – New Art is a theater. New Art's the theater. Cinephile's the video store connected to the theater. Okay. That's one of LA – maybe LA's greatest. Still in existence. Is it still in existence? I'm not sure because Vidiots was also uh, right there, a big right? one, but that's closed. Oh, that one's closed. That one's in my neighborhood in like Santa Monica, but gotcha. they're closed. That's like a – Aldi now or something. Um, this one was next to the new art. Cinephile was next to the new art. And they had, they would come up with not only cool artwork for each section, but crazy sections. Like, <laughs> I think the best, uh, the best video stores or, uh, video rental places. Well, uh, you know what? No, uh, hold, I'm going to hold that. I'm going to hold that thought. I'm going to ask you about that in a second. They had crazy sections in Cinephile. One of them was, uh, shade tipping. What? Shade tipping. Like the ones where they're... Every... It was all the movies where the video box had someone dipping their sunglasses down. Uh, oh, so like Risky Business yeah. was in that Risky section? Risky Business. Um, Secret uh, of My Success. Sidekicks was on there. Like <laughs> Doc Hollywood. It's all movies where people uh, are uh, tipping their tipping their shades. That's right. That's the one where he's got the... the Secret of My Success is him on top of a uh, champagne bottle that's... Oh, of course. ...been popped. He's laying on top of the plume of <laughs> foam that's shooting out of a champagne bottle so i love like yeah it's those local like real tactile human touches that make it what it is they also will have whatever promotional stuff like there was one in huntington valley i cannot remember the name of it but they when crocodile dundee either one or two came out they put out uh, dundee not blondie the, yeah dundee mm-hmm. <laughs> the front of store right version. they received a raft that was a crocodile mm-hmm. that they hung from the ceiling. So like all of that stuff, that promotional stuff, I guess I don't think Blockbuster got it, but at that point the industry was, you know, your local store, they would try to get you to buy them. You'd buy the movie for like a hundred dollars or more. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, you'd make it why back. Were they were always so expensive. Oh, the, they would make it the back by renting it out. Buy, think yeah. It, yeah. If you rent it out, it pays for itself over time. And then eventually it becomes profit center. Mm-hmm. So 
But I think, you know, they would get these promotional things like, hey, you really want to want copies of this movie, so we're going to send you swag. And you were more likely to see that out on display uh, in, the, in those theater, in those, uh, in the cool local those, spots. Yeah. Along with like more cardboard standees than you should have. Did your neighborhood, um, store, did they have a policy for the, uh, cause we were, we were the kind of kids that loved big cardboard standees mm-hmm. and movie posters. Mm-hmm. Uh, did they have a policy for how they got rid of their movie posters? They would sell them. I, we, we, oh, bought they sold one. them. Yeah, I think we bought one for 20 bucks, or maybe they gave it to us. I bet my father will remember it, and I cannot remember what movie it was, but I do remember it being – I think at some point we put it out in our family room for a little while, mm-hmm. and then the, I think that was maybe before we had a flood that put four feet of water in the basement, uh, well, so that cardboard was done. <laughs> Which movie was it? Do you, you don't remember what movie it don't was? don't remember what movie it we was. We had a couple a of standees, because we used to – Crocodile standee? Uh, yeah, Crocodile standee. That was in the back of the back of the video store. We had, um, in our, in our local, they would, you could either ask about the posters. Right. And they would, if there was one that was particularly coveted, you know, you would ask them and they'd set one aside for you. They always, otherwise they would just take them, roll them up and put them in a bin and you could just grab them and go. Oh. Yeah. They just had a big, like a big bucket of them at the front of the, of the store. And you just take them with you. And as far as the cardboard standees go, the big things, because they, they wanted to get rid of them as badly as we nerdy kids wanted them for our homes. Yeah. Um, you would just go up and you would write your name and your phone number on the back. Oh, okay. Uh, and we did that for a couple of them. I remember Brandon got a few. We had some, for some reason, we had the big standee for the movie Mr. Wrong. Uh, so I had in my basement growing up, like a four foot Bill Pullman dipping Ellen DeGeneres yeah. in a wedding dress. And you felt like you had to have it. And I was like, well, I think it was just like, it was at a point where like, cause they were free, like whatever standees they had, we were like, yeah, sure. I'll take that one. <laughs> and a couple of the ones we went, like we had hanging on, uh, hanging on the wall, uh, in the basement when I was a kid, we had. That Gerard Depardieu movie where he's like, not, you're not gonna date my daughter, like one of those movies. Oh, yeah, with Catherine Heigl's his daughter. In was that, that movie. who, is it, was that Catherine Heigl? Yeah. But like all of these like insane, we had so many movie posters. My brother's entire room, um, was, or entire closet, uh, was just lined. He lined the whole thing with movie posters. <laughs> Our basement, we lined the, I mean, I mean like, I'm not talking like hung them next to each other. Like I mean wallpaper. like tiles, like they were wallpaper. Wow. And it was all just from going to the local and grabbing posters out of the bin. Sometimes you wouldn't even know what it was. You'd just grab a poster and you'd get home and you'd be like, oh, great, Stuart Little. <laughs> the only thing I have that's like that is um, I have a silk hanger because they would have those sort of silk printed silks mm-hmm. they put up on the wall uh, for Back to the Future from its original oh. home video run. I have one of those. I think my mom or my dad got it for me because they mm-hmm. knew it was my favorite movie. There you uh, go. But we did, my dad had some relationship with the local video store owner so that when Return of the Jedi was out on video, my dad like bought one and brought it home. So it was like we were not renting it. We own this now. Like the one that the, would have cost the store $100. Yeah. Like we own Return of the Jedi now. We own we Is own that a fun movies. conversation to have with Hal? We own this. This is ours now. 
But father, when must we return it to the store? No, no, Hal. You don't understand. But the late fees. There are so many late fees. There are no late fees in ownership, Hal. Oh, read, read this book. Ownership? It's called Ownership. This is a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I'd oh. like you to read this. Let me, oh, my goodness. I could be making so much money right now. <laughs> if I only buy all these Rich Dad, Poor Dad products, yeah. I'll be the Rich Dad. Yeah. By the way, anybody that hasn't read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, the whole book is, you know, uh, you should probably get rich. Heard uh, real estate's a good way to do that. You should probably do that. Great. Thanks, book. It's easy. <laughs> Wham. The one thing that we're not going to run out of. Yeah, that's the whole first chapter. Buy a whole state and then flip it. Just flip homes. That's how you make money. Oh, Just flip God. it. Anybody can do it. Okay. Just buy a house. It's really easy. I look, there's a couple of states that I think we should probably flip. Minimal work. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're making so much money. You're living on a boat. It's not a pyramid scheme. It's multi-level marketing. Use these essential oils. Oh, I do like the essential oils, though. I like essential oils, yeah. too. But I, I'll get them in the store. Thank you. Oh, no. You got to get the... Uh, I've been sucked in. I'm like, you got to... No, you got to get the ones that are like edible grade. And then I, my brain went, shut up, dummy. You're not eating them. Yeah. Why and then I went, edible oh, okay. grade? Though, I do have the soda stream. Yeah. One drop of uh, essential oil in it. You're inventing your own LaCroix flavors, and you're saving a lot of money. Can you just get extract? Or do you getting something that you also because essential oil? I see you've got the diffuser in there going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh no, I've, I'm hook, line, and sinker. Wow. Yeah. We have like a bunch of those oils, like for the mm-hmm. diffuser, like twelve. Yeah. Jennifer got into it for a brief. They're great sh- for a brief shining moment. One shining moment. And we, now we have all these. We break it out sometimes. Yeah. It is nice. It's nice. They're nice. They smell good. I don't want to drink any of them. Yeah. Well, you don't. You don't have to. I'm doing it for you. I don't even, yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for your sacrifice. Yeah, you know. You're a true soldier of America. Just pour extracts in there. What am I going to have? Vanilla flavored LaCroix? I mean, I don't hate the idea. Yeah. I don't hate the idea of vanilla LaCroix. Vanilla Croix. Tea tree oil (laughs) LaCroix. Yeah. Thieves LaCroix. Um, Thieves LaCroix. We're not here to talk about LaCroix, Hal. We're here to talk about video stores. I, I feel do, like the, I wish I could get more snacks at a movie. I did. That was one thing that blo- about Blockbuster that kind of blew my mind. It was like, oh, you get a popcorn bucket that you can microwave, or you can get all the like all my movie treats are here. Yeah, at, for the same price as the movie treats. I know. And also, the Blockbuster was adjacent to the grocery store. When you're younger, you don't think of that. You stuff. don't go. You don't go. Oh, you know what? If I walk literally a hundred feet, no. I will be able to buy. A 10 pack of popcorn bags for the microwave for a dollar fifty. Didn't think about it. Or if I buy it here at the checkout at Blockbuster for five bucks <laughs> for one. But it's the whole bucket. Yeah. They also did have some candy there that they didn't have everywhere yeah. else. Like I did love the um I did love the uh chocolate chip cookie dough balls with the chocolate covered chocolate chip cookie yeah. dough balls. Yeah, yeah those are great. Delicious. It did feel like they really wanted to make you feel like you were going to the movies. Yeah. Whereas most Video rental place. Like you said, there is like a, there was a place called TLA video mm-hmm. that felt like that was where you rented like movies about the ballet. Yeah. And you're like, all right. Everything that's Johnny like, Smuggo. Just let me get yeah. a copy of, uh, of, I couldn't think of, I couldn't think yeah. of a terrible movie fast enough. Damn now, it. now I can rent Last Tango in Paris. Yeah. I can rent all the movies that are on PBS during a pledge drive. <laughs> that's what it felt like. Yeah. I don't like having to go to multiple places to get different things. Yeah. 
I liked for if there's a genre that I particularly like. For me, it was comedy as a kid. Mm-hmm. My local always had a vastly larger selection, though. Okay. So, like for the horror buffs, they had some deep dive horror stuff. Mm-hmm. For the comedy buffs, like Blockbuster would have Airplane. My local would have Kentucky Fried Movie. Right. You know what I mean. Right, and then horror blockbuster has like Exorcist, exactly. Omen, and then you can get like Microwave Massacre at your local. Exactly. Place. So the locals always had the crazier stuff. Sleepaway Camp. Yeah. Uh, like I said, the video boxes for the horror movies were insane. Chug. In the eighties, it was always just like an idyllic Norman Rockwell image, but with everybody's just a skull, and you're like, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> yeah, those are. They were always like the shot, like. Those killers on those boxes had the cleanest knives you've ever they seen. They did. The way the light hit them. Yeah. Well, they were all very well lit. For sure. Which is why I love the new Child's Play ad because it looks like an old school 80s Child's Play ad. Yeah. Yeah. They really leaned into the nostalgia yeah. of it. Let me ask you this. Do you prefer video boxes flat front or spine front bookshelf style? Because flat front means you can see all the cover art and it's a lot easier to look at what's going on. Spine front means they can fit a heck of a lot more videos. I want face front. Yeah. I, I want to be able to see it. And you can, there's also like a halfway where they're kind of at an angle. You can right. fit more of them in that way. I felt like that was more, more what I would see at a local place. Although mm-hmm. now every once in a while, like Idlewild, we found a video rental place. Um, there is one remaining blockbuster in Alaska in the right? world. It's in Alaska. Yeah. It's still operating. Um, well, the Wi-Fi is. Pretty terrible there, I imagine. Yeah. Harder to get Netflix. And I think, I think there's a Hollywood video somewhere in Canada. <laughs> like they're still there and they hate each other so Those much. Those two buildings. They just send each oh, other middle that. fingers by mail. <laughs> uh, by mail. Yeah. <laughs> but I did notice going in, it's weird now that there are DVDs. Mm-hmm. Doesn't feel the same to me. Yeah, I know. Cause we're generally not using DVD players anymore. Yeah, I when I want to play a DVD, I actually have to take the DVD player out. Like, it's an active thing. Yeah, ours is the PlayStation, so that's good. But all my DVDs, I had a huge – I have a huge DVD, like over maybe like 1,100 discs, something good like Lord. that. Good Lord. And they're in binders. And the binders are in mm-hmm. a cabinet right on – that cabinet right under my television. Mm-hmm. And it's very rare. Like, I've been rebuilt – so I had a huge VHS collection. Then mm-hmm. I rebuilt it in DVD and went step further because new stuff was coming out. Mm-hmm. Then now it's digital and I'm, like, reassembling the collection of course. on Apple TV. I'm going to I'm gonna call uh, Jen and say she should probably get on you to just get rid of all those DVDs then. Don't, please. She are, It's not happening. <laughs> she keeps saying, I'm like, no. If – when I, can, I had a feeling this had already happened. When I can replace it and I still have mm-hmm. the features because I love the commentaries and stuff. Sure. When those are out in digital, then I will gladly get – like me getting rid of all the boxes and going to binders was a huge deal. Oh, And a massive really? project because it was something the size of – Like maybe halfway of your stove to this corner, a bookshelf Holy loaded cow. and then another two that had discs in them. And then I had to take every single one and organize them and put them in. I did that with my CDs. I digitized all my CDs and then just took the giant – I took a rope. I put all of my CDs on a rope, tied the other end of it. So it was just this big loop, like a key ring, but with just yeah. hundreds of CDs on it. 
And I took them to Universal Studios where I was working at the time. Mm -hmm. And I set them in the break room and I wrote a little post-it note that said, free CDs. And by the end of the day, it was an empty rope. Wow. Yeah. That was how I got rid of all of my CDs. Good job. Yeah. I think there were not an empty rope entirely because the rope was empty because it had been, you know, undone and people had slid CDs off of it. But there were a few discs just laying around. That people were like, uh, no, thank you. This Which is ones? garbage. What did people not take? I don't think anyone took Color Me Bad. Oh, I know. They're gonna sex. This is my up. first CD. Tick tock, keep up, you don't stop. <sighs> Tick tock, do the hot. Um, stop. what do we think it is, Hal? Is it the local? It's got to be the local. I don't know. It's like weird smells and all. It's the local it man. Smell weird. But a lot of that is the look. Backwards. I know that, it, and and the thing about the part of the thing, yeah, part of the thing about but Blockbuster. You said Blockbuster was sterile. Um, I think the movie selection was pretty sterile too, but also dependable. Yes, dependable, but like, I don't know. For me, it's I I, I told you my th- I, I had three very small cons and cheaper about it for, for somebody me. who wants to save money on candy. You sure were willing to splurge on? There's no, candy. there's no way going into this. I was like, there's, and I'm still thinking there's. There's no way that Blockbuster can beat a local store. I'm just saying, if you're gonna if you're gonna worry about the cost of the candy, you should also think about the cost of the movie you're renting. Okay, you generally got more nights and better deals at a Blockbuster. Okay. I just want to point that out. Uh, I'd like all. to I'd like to point out that you are in this moment advocating against your community oh, and for and for a company that tried to sue and do a hostile takeover of their competitor. And they failed. And then they were like, oh, it was because of antitrust. They were going to uh, hit us for antitrust because they would yeah. have had over 50% of the home rental market. Right. After, after the acquisition. Right. But uh, you know what? They didn't have that well-worn copy of Moron Movies. They didn't have really uh, a, a, section, a section called Shade Tippin'. They didn't have hand-drawn what? section names for horror, comedy, yeah. drama. They didn't have staff picks. That's not true. They didn't. My have Blockbuster staff. didn't have staff picks. They did. Yo, yours did. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Um, but I mean, the local always has staff picks and a good rotation of staff picks. Mm-hmm. And for as smug as local video store people can be sometimes, sometimes they were actually friendly and would help you find a movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, there's no way for me that it's Blockbuster. I was just pointing, first of all, I'm not advocating for Blockbuster. I'm just pointing out. Yeah. Sure. There, Walmart. Be, be you've been aware. In this episode, you've advocated for. I haven't advocated. Blockbuster, Target, and Walmart. I'm just pointing out why they are successful. Yes. And why, why it is more difficult and for look, a local store to survive. And we each have our own persnictions and, persnictions. Uh, and I realize that yours are like, yeah, it's clean and tidy and, uh, efficient. And the thing that I need is there and it's cheaper. Well, I don't like that it's sterile. I don't, I, I don't like it. And it's been so long since I've gone to, you know, it's been like 14, 13, 14 years since I've gone and rented a movie from mm-hmm. someplace. Now when I see when I go in just to like, it's like visiting a museum. Yeah. And remember it like, oh, I was alive and active when this was a thing. Mm-hmm. And it was a very brief window. I mean, for yeah, it wasn't like long. 30, there was like a 30 year window when these stores were thriving. And really, it's a, tw- it's a 20 to 25 year window. Yeah. Uh, Early, well, even Blockbuster would have been what, late 80s to late 90s? Yes. But I mean, just home video oh, just home rental video in general, rentals yeah. in general as a as a big business as that, an industry where you could make a lot of money. But I look, I wouldn't go into if there was a blockbuster, I wouldn't go in. I'm not interested. 
I know what they all look like. They're all the same. I'm much more interested in going and visiting a local mom and pop shop. So I will, I will agree with you that it is the local shop, but not, not for the very personal reasons you state. Well, it's just but for, there for, are, me, for me. It seems like the difference between going into an Apple store and going into the groovy old shop where Bastion bought the Neverending Storybook. You know yeah, what I mean? Those I'm, are the extreme versions of it. Both have their merits. I'm not as romantic about it as I, you are. I, yeah, I guess I am. I do have romantic notions of what an old video store have. Well, I loved spending so much time in that back two thirds. <laughs> where's Mark? <laughs> He's gonna be late for his own seventh birthday party. Oh, he always does this. He comes out with the like the hypnotist eyes. Oh my god! Just, uh, no, I was pretty savvy by seven. There, look, what's great about a local video store and any kind of local store is it's that we all have a tie to whatever our local store was. Yeah, there's memory there. It feels like a part of the community instead of an interloper that came in. And offered something perhaps better that you gravitated towards. Like, look, I stopped going to local stores when Blockbuster showed up because it was cheaper and I knew they would have what I needed when I went there. I, when I, yeah. when I decided in college to go through AFI's top 100 movies from 100 to one and just rent them three at a time, I knew they'd all be at Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. It was going to be easy. I knew there, there would likely be multiple copies of them there. So I wouldn't have to worry about the yeah. one copy being taken out. That being said, you know, there's something very attractive and enjoyable, and those still there are still movie rental places around, and they're local stores, so they have survived. Yeah. I don't think they're thriving necessarily, but or they they're are attached out there. to something else, like um, next door to UCB East, God rest its soul, mm-hmm. um, in New York, was uh, there's a Two Boots Pizza, mm-hmm. but the Two Boots Pizza is also attached to a groovy video DVD like. Or maybe it's just the two boots itself. Like maybe it used to be that and then the two boots came in and now it's mostly a two boots, but they still have this massive DVD collection yeah. that you can still rent the DVDs. You know what I mean? Like, yes, which is kind of a cool, you know, let's piggyback on another business. You know, businesses piggyback on each other on the way in and on the way out, I guess. Yes, so. absolutely. And what's interesting about it, I just, it just jumped out of my head. No, sorry. I can't even remember. That's okay. That's all right. Oh no, the ones I've seen have been independent. Like there are still independent ones yeah. that are operating too. Oh yeah, the block. There's no like because. Oh, there's- I know what I was gonna say. I remembered. I remembered. And don't edit any of this out, Ken. If you want to rent movies now, go to your local library. They have yeah. a really good. Uh, uh, not only that, but they they also have a streaming service called Canopy. That's oh, fantastic. Yeah. I just got my library card to the Burbank Library renewed uh, two weeks ago. Well, for free, and- you can you can go to Canopy and rent like through Apple TV or through. Oh. Maybe through smart television also. I don't know if a smart television has it, but Canopy, you, can, huh? you can sort of watch a certain number of movies per month yeah. and it's free. Look at that. That's how Jennifer and I watched the conversation. Boom. There you go. People of the world, local video stores asked and answered. That's Quick right. One. Yeah. This topic is closed, but there are many more to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter at we got this tweets. Check out the maximum fund subreddit or email us at we got this podcast at gmail.com. Go to our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast. Tell us a fun story about your local video place. We want to hear about it. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thank you to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song respectively and thanks to you our listeners for giving me a chance to sit down with Hal stand on each other's shoulders put on a trench coat and sneak into that back two thirds of the video store for Hal Lublin I'm Mark Agliardi for Mark Agliardi I'm Hal Lublin and don't worry everybody we got this we got this
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.